Do you love data nerds, awkward meet cutes, and cat lovers? Well, you are going to be purring with delight over the brand new rom-com from Helena Hunting, A Love Catastrophe. Hello, Swoon Squad. Welcome to While You Are Reading, a podcast for contemporary romance readers. I'm your host, USA Today bestselling romantic comedy author, Lisa Daly. On today's show, we are talking with the fabulous Helena Hunting, one of my all-time favorite authors, about her charming, funny, couldn't-put-it-down new rom-com, A Love Catastrophe. Now, Helena is the author of some epic contemporary romances and rom-coms that you already know and love. She's the New York Times and USA Today bestselling author of Meet Cute, Kiss My Cupcake, and my favorite hockey rom-com series, The Pucked Series. Helena lives outside Toronto with her amazing family and two awesome cats who think the best place to sleep is her keyboard. <laughs> Elena writes everything from contemporary romance with all the feels to romantic comedies that will have you laughing until you cry. Welcome, Helena. I am super excited to have you on the show today. Welcome, 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 Helena Hunting. I am so excited to talk to you. I have to tell you, I read your book in one sitting in my pool floating around and I got um, this is funny. I got weird sunburns on like the back of my arms because right from holding, from holding it. <laughs> so it was like one of those things where you're like, uh, okay, I guess I missed that spot with the sunscreen. So yeah. That's and amazing. I stayed out there all day. I was like a little like prune with like these little two red spots on my wrist. So yeah. Oh, well, I'm so glad they had captured your interest that much and you were that absorbed, but I'm sorry that you had a weird sunburn as a result. <laughs> it was okay. Thankfully it, it went away, but it was like, well, my first day of vacation, I was like, I'm like holding my suitcase and, and I was like, what is that? Like, why does that hurt? And then I realized like, oh, I have this, this like two inch sunburn. <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing ever. This book is so, so fun. Uh, tell us a little bit about A Love Catastrophe. Can you sort of just go through the plot a little bit for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So A Love Catastrophe is a story about a cat sitter and a data analyst analyst for um, the NHL. And he runs into an issue. He's, you know, they're Obviously, they travel um, in the in the regular season a lot, and he has a mom who ends up in the hospital, and she has this cat named Prince Francis, and he's a sphinx cat, and he's a going concern, and he needs someone to take care of this cat while he is traveling, and in comes Kitty, the Kitty Whisperer, who is a professional cat sitter, has a, a a following that love her because I mean her name is Kitty the Kitty Whisper. Right. Who doesn't and, love that? Right. <laughs> yes. Um, and they have a really horrible, embarrassing, awful meet cute in which he's a jerk and she is awkward and then they are awkward together and he tackles her and <laughs> and it's bad and every part of their introduction just sort of slides into the their interactions as the story kind of moves forward until they realize that maybe 
they got off on the wrong paw and, um, <laughs> and, 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 and how they feel about each other starts to shift um, as they learn more about who each other is. I, I love that. So speaking of getting off on the wrong call or the right call, <laughs> I really thought that uh, your heroine, Kitty Hart, was such a fun character all the way to like the catty expressions, like what the, what the meow, you know, like that. <laughs> I just thought <laughs> meow it was, for now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I just thought it was just so, so fun. Uh, what was your inspiration for Kitty? Um, really like just pieces of people and and I I feel like Kitty is that really quirky awkward person that we all have like inside of us like every once in a while that piece of ourselves kind of comes out uh and she just embraces it and embodies it and I I really wanted to write this character who is better with cats than people mm-hmm. a- and which I think is, is not <laughs> uncommon. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm better with my cat than I am with people. Um, and cats are like, they love you if they decide that they want to love you. Um, and, and they, I don't know. She was just such a fun, quirky, different heroine. And I really wanted to she just it was it was so easy to write her she just kind of like came to life and popped right off the page because she was just her own person right mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it can be really hard uh when you're when you're trying to balance work and life and all those other pieces and and she was just her authentic self and I I felt like that was that was what I wanted to she embody. was yeah I think you did a really great job with that she is such uh just and charming, endearing character. And you really, you do, she feels familiar in a way that not like you've seen her in a book before, but she feels familiar. Like, you know, her personally, or like you said, like she's part of you. Yeah. Right. And I love that. It's really, that's such a, uh, you know, such a challenging thing to accomplish is to have a character that feels so human and real and or part human part cat um yes speaking of cat prince francis the sphinx i i have only seen one sphinx in real life and like gremlins they're like they look like little rats that are yeah um they're so cute and weird they're so weird. They're, They're so, so weird. They are. And it, don't you think it's sort of like, it's almost like those do- those ugly dolls like that were so terrifying. They were, right? Yes. They, they were adorable. And I feel like yes. they are the same way. They're so ugly and weird looking that they're adorable. But they're so, yeah. Like they're just like so strangely mm-hmm. endearing. Like, uh, yeah. And they are. Like Sphinx cats are really like a cat dog. Like they behave in the same kind of manner. They 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 need baths just like dogs do, and they they love and behave a lot like like they're like a cat dog. They play fetch. They do all like all that kind of fun stuff. I think that's so, I think that is so uh so interesting the way that the this uh, this cat Prince Francis sort of became this barometer for how the right so for as animals often are right so I mean sometimes like if your dog is, or your cat is like you know making surprises in your shoes you know there's something yes. going on with them emotionally but a lot of times it's a reflection of what's going on with you emotionally exactly yes and prince francis was a barometer for the relationship that was forming right and yeah he he was he was the matchmaker 
He was. I know. I love yeah. that, which is so funny because, you know, Miles hates him so much in the beginning oh, yeah. of the book. Right. And then. Yeah. Uh, right. And then, of course, uh, well, I'm not going to tell. He doesn't hate him as much at the end. We'll just say no, that. No, the, the love, the love kind of comes through. But I, I, and I mean, I can understand. I know so many people who are allergic to cats and, and cats know when you're allergic to them mm-hmm. and they're like, you are going to be my new best friend. I'm right. going to rub myself all over you. And I don't care if you're blowing up and you're sneezing all over the place and your eyes are red and runny. You're now, you're mine. You're my person, right? <laughs> yes. I, I love yeah. cats, but I am allergic to cats. And oh, I, right. So I'm, yeah. I'm allergic to dogs too, but we have a, uh, we have a dog that is um, hypoallergenic. He's a little happy. Okay. Right. And oh, so they're so cute. Are oh they my the gosh. <laughs> they are just literally the most adorable little, oh, and their little tiny legs. So you just want to just they're so, much. they're so cute and they're very they smart. Are. They make really great writer dogs because they are like, they love to be with you all day, yes. every day, all the time. And they're really smart and they have their own sort of little sense of humor. We, our previous dog was also a Havanese. His name was Zeus. And he would literally, like we w- did this thing where we, he'd go out to the bathroom and I'd give him a treat when he came in. Well, he would like literally go out there and fake it. He'd hold up his leg. Like and then I, it took like months before I realized like, why is he going? So I thought he had a bladder infection. No, no. he's just he, outsmarting me. Yeah. You trained him to give him treats every time he went to the bathroom. So right. he trained himself to go to the bathroom a lot. So he, right. he wasn't going. He was just lifting his leg in a direction where I couldn't see the action. And that was totally. it. So yeah, That's exactly. Amazing. Oh, I love it. So one of the, when we talked about Prince Francis being the sort of barometer for everything that's going on in Kitty and Miles' relationship, both of them have some, you know, some sort of deeper issues and character growth to kind of overcome. Yes. So, but the, the book is very definitely a rom-com. And yes. right, there are so many funny moments in it. So how do you balance keeping that, you know, the the dealing with the deeper issues and the character growth, but also keeping that book light and fun? I think it was, I I knew exactly how I wanted this book to kind of come together and that I wanted the, all of those lighthearted pieces, which, and it was so easy to make them happen with the, like, cause cat, like cats can be a huge catastrophe. And there's a lot, there's so many easy things that you can do to create like ridiculous moments that, that made people laugh while also having all this heavy stuff, you know, like miles going through all this stuff with his mom and and their, the strain on their relationship. And then Kitty kind of trying to navigate her own feelings about her family and, and her, her kind of feelings of responsibility to make sure that everybody was taken care of. right? Right. Um, so but being able to to insert, you know, these really ridiculous moments in which Prince Francis is yowling at doors in the middle of the night or like clawing, you know, Miles's naked chest um, <laughs> because he came into the kitchen at the wrong moment. It just like it, it allows it just it's organic, right? It's organic opportunities for for some levity inside of all of these these. Um, heartfelt kind of conversations and moments. Well, and I think a lot of us would like to claw Miles's chest. <laughs> I love Miles so much. He's like, so when I was talking to my agent about like who I envisioned as Miles, I was like, oh, I'm going to say his, his name, Joseph 
Gordon Lovett. <gasps> Lovett. Yes. You know, you know who I'm, Snowden. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. It's the only movie that I can think of. That no, I think that's his name, right? Yeah. 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 Joseph yeah, Gordon Lovett. I yeah. Love it. Yes. And I like, I'm like, this is who I, I envision. Like, I love him. He's like, he's nerdy hot, right? Like, he is he, nerdy hot. He is nerdy hot. He's like this numbers guy who loves hockey and he's surrounded by all these hockey players, but he's just this, this, he's nerdy. And it's, <laughs> I don't know, he's sexy. I find dirty nerdy. Sexy. Yeah. He is dirty nerdy, right? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he was so fun to write. He, he and was, so grumpy to start with, right? Like, I know, like, I know. Oh, I, lo- I love a, a good grumpy sunshine. I mean, I personally mm. live in a grumpy sunshine life. And <laughs> uh, I I love that. that. I think that's like one of my very, very favorite romance tropes. And he's so grumpy at the beginning, but he's so, he's so sweet too, though. He has like, yeah, like underneath, a, underneath yeah. all grumpy and data he's got there's like a real kindness to him which I really yeah and we don't get to see it at first because well and for obvious reasons right, right there's so much trauma and there's so many yeah. things he's trying to manage um but as those layers get peeled back and he gets over you know Kitty's exceptional quirkiness and and they they sort of learn about each other it just they're just, they were so fun to write as a couple. I just, I loved writing them. I totally got that vibe when, uh, when I was reading it. And I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of our readers will too, that it, you really do feel like the fun just comes through. It's just, I mean, every, there are so many little things that you didn't have to do, like the funny expressions and things like that, that you did do that just make, like, it's so just rich. It's delightful. It's oh, just thank that, you. It's really a great book. You're so welcome. Um, so I had a question. This is yeah. a weird one. So we t- you talked a little bit earlier about like pulling pieces of characters from people you know and things like that. I do that sort of yeah. Frankensteining characters from people I know. And so I had a- I was curious as to whether or not Prince Francis had any personality traits shared by your cats because I know you are a cat owner. Oh yeah, to- yes. Okay, so my cat and my best my my best friend Deborah Anastasia. She has a cat, and his name is Blackberry. And whenever she takes a picture of Blackberry, I'm like he's a tuxedo cat. He's like he's so regal. Um, he's just. Uh, but I'm like every time she takes a picture and he's looking dead on. I'm like, there's a human inside of. <laughs> like he, I, I I feel like there's a human looking back at me, and it's not a cat. And he he does this thing where when he's annoyed or you're not giving him enough attention, he like knocks everything off every surface until you give him what he wants um like a like a bad toddler right, right. or like a like a kidnapper kind of right like yes. you know right yes. I'm okay next it's going to, yeah exactly yeah oh, that's love. going next yeah, yeah. so that. that is one of the things that prince Fran- like prince francis is, that's what he does for like the first several chapters in the book. Every time you come in the house, everything is on the floor because he's knocked it all off the shelf. Right. He is um, not happy. Wants you to no, know. He's not happy. And uh, I don't think I make him. Oh, I have been in, I've have had a situation in which, so there's a situation in which they they discover the litter box and, and why Pris. Francis is not happy about his litter situation. And I have, I have 
seen witnessed something like this in which it it got a bit out of control Mm -hmm. and so they take a stand that's what animals do when they don't like their situation like every time we go away on holidays ma if we leave we can't leave our cat anymore like he has to come with us or we have to have somebody literally stay Stay with him in the house he can't handle it he he leaves us a gift in the middle of the dining room like right in the middle like here you go you left me and this is how angry i am at you right and i want to make sure you don't miss it so i'm going to put it right here yeah where you eat this is where we're yes this is where this is gonna happen this this is how i feel about that (laughs) yeah Uh, exactly I love that. I love that. Uh, so Kitty Hart, Cat Whisperer, her best friend's cat who owns a cat cafe. Miles yes. is Miles Thorne, who's, who's kind of a grump. So I have a question about how you choose, how do you choose names? <laughs> because I realized, at, like, it, I don't think it was ever so. And here, let me just say this before anyone is who has not read the book yet. You totally make it work. Like, I'm, I'm explaining it this way, but I, but uh, what I, found was that I was very charmed by the fact that you sort of choose names that kind of imbue some aspect of the character without being like too on the nose. And so I was wondering like, and then I started thinking about like all your previous books and thinking Mm -hmm. like, that's a thing. (laughs) That's a thing. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very thematic with names, especially if I have like a series, Mm -hmm. I like all, I have a series called, it's a hockey romance series. Oh, I'm aware. (laughs) mm, And all of the girls are flowers. Like all their first names are flowers or a nature reference. And then I have another series where all the heroes, it's last names for first names. Like they Mm -hmm. all have like Mm -hmm. last names and stuff. And yeah. And so, I I do this a hundred percent intentionally, um, and and I have another hockey series, and they're all chess pieces. Um, all the heroes are chess pieces. I love. Yeah. Well, so, so this is funny, and what you did not hear in the introduction is that I mention and rave over puck the puck series. Oh, thanks. You're well because I I loved it, and and here and so actually my last question is kind of related to that. So um, Miles is a number cruncher who works for an NHL hockey team. Mm, you also yeah. wrote the whole puck series, which was the very first hockey romance I ever read, and I have to say it inspired me to write my oh, first yeah. hockey romance, which I had never never done before even though I know right and I love hockey I love how I grew up in Denver I mean I live in Florida now oh Um, yeah yeah but I grew up in Denver I remember like being in high school going to like the uh, Flames games for like five bucks on like Friday night you could go to the game for five dollars with your student ID and right I know which now is like a thousand it's always like a lot more expensive to go to the game and now I'm a Pittsburgh fan but anyway uh it really I love that series and I will tell you I started reading it I always liked your books and a friend of mine said oh you should like check out this series and I hadn't really gotten into any kind of sports romances but I couldn't sleep one night and I it was like midnight and I got in the bathtub and I started reading that book and I finished that thing in the bathtub I lit it was like four o'clock in the morning I'm all pruney and I yes I was gonna say oh my gosh were you not cold by the end I well no I kept heating up the water again I have a giant bathtub so I kept heating up the water again but when now I'm realizing this is a theme and that I should just plan for the day if I I am a fast reader but I should just plan for the the water Uh uh-huh yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Pruny <laughs> and in the water for sure. Yeah. So seems to be the theme. It does. But I love that Miles was 
was not a player in this, but he was, but he was still sort of, you know, important to the team, uh, this data cruncher. And so what I want to know is, what do you think is so sexy about hockey guys and why do they make such great leading men? So uh, there's so many reasons. Um, I really, hockey is such a fast paced intelligence sport. Like it's such a smart, it's so smart. And, and the, they just tend to be so much more down to earth. I, and I'll be honest, yes. like I started my husband when we were dating, he, he played rec, rec league, like not right. Mm-hmm. But he would play every week and I would go out and watch him play. And he's like this sweet, oh my gosh, he is like the uh, embodiment of a cinnamon roll hero. Aww. Like, absolutely a total cinnamon roll but he would get on the ice and it was like a totally different version I was like oh my gosh this is so hot um I need to write a book about this and they're yeah like they just they have like incredible stamina Mm -hmm. um they're really like their team players uh yeah there's just everything to love about you know who they are and and how you you just have to be so driven mm-hmm. to to get to that level of, of playing um and, and they play on like a lot of games it's they do games it's so many like it's a lot it's a right. lot it really yeah, is and it can yeah and it can be a really long season i don't know i i'm i've always been fascinated and i i like i just love the game and we i went to see um I went to see a couple of uh, playoff games this year because um, the Leafs made the playoffs. So we right, were like, right. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, and it was just it was so fun to to watch. Anyways, uh, I am all about that. All, all about it. I didn't like I, your book was the first hockey romance I ever read. I didn't even know that this was a subgenre at the time. Right? And and yeah. you know when I'd read like I had read your you know more. Uh, your, you know, sort of trad published uh, standalones. And so yes. I was not expecting the steam level. I loved it. Yeah. I was not expecting mm. it. Oh, it was great. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's really <laughs> like not toned down at all. <laughs> well, I thought it was delightful. It was really Thanks. fabulous. So, but yeah, it was the inspiration for me. I started thinking like, because I never, uh, you know, I wanted to write a series for a while and I hadn't really, like, I was kind of trying to figure out how I could do a series of interconnected standalones and just a bunch of things came together at like, when I started thinking about it. And when, after I read it, I'm like, oh my God, it's got to be hockey romance. So yeah, the found family piece is so, oh, I love like, that. Right. Like that there's just, <laughs> They are such a unit. Yeah. And they love hard and they fight hard and they play hard and they do other things hard. (laughs) uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yes, absolutely. All right. Now I'm getting a little blushy here. So let's move on to our next segment. So every week, my favorite contemporary romance authors and I trade book recommendations. They tell me what they think I'd like. I tell them what I think they might like. And everybody's TBR pile gets a whole lot bigger. I have I have a recommendation for you. Okay. Uh, and I would and I love to hear your recommendations for me. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. You go first. 
<laughs> okay. So my okay. recommendation for you is from a debut author. It's called You with a View, and the author oh. is Jessica Joyce. Cool. It's got she's a debut novelist. I love this book. It had a very letters to Juliet vibe. It's got oh. a road trip. You've got oh, like the yes. Uh, yes. Yes. charming. It's really yes. it has like super fun premise. It's got like a great the main character has this like relationship wonderful relationship with her grandmother and after her grandmother passes and she's had this like the grandmother has this like long-term relationship with the grandfather and everybody's in love but when they're clearing out all the stuff the main character finds this picture of this man and it turns out that they had had this really significant relationship and she's trying to track the guy down in the picture to find out more about him and the grandson answers and you can yes. see where this is going oh my gosh everything about this it's like I know. kismet and they're meant for each other and ah. I know. Yes. So it, I loved, love, love this book. Um, I think Jessica Joyce has a huge career ahead of her. That's exciting. I know. And I love a debut. <laughs> I know. Same. So much. I love a, like, it's so great when there's a, a debut coming. And I, like I read an arc not that long ago um, by an, uh, but I, I don't even think like the pre-order isn't even up. I, when I got the arc, it literally had, it was just a bound manuscript with mm -hmm. no cover. Like it was just, a, I, and I was like, I've never received an arc like this before. So I don't even know if I can like, if you could say it and say you loved it, that's okay. Yeah. Maggie, uh, Maggie North rules for second chances. And I don't, oh, I don't even know if title. there's a, I, yes. Oh my gosh. My heart. It has like everything. It has neurodiversity. It has like this beautiful second chance romance. Uh, and, and it is set in Canada, which I'm like a huge fan of. Um, it, and is like West Coast Canada, so it's all mountains and everything's it's beautiful. Um, but just such a fabulous, steamy, um, emotional, heartfelt story, and like done in the most. Uh, it was just beautifully executed. I and I'm so excited for it to come out. Like I'm so excited. Me I think, too. <laughs> yeah, like really like a lots of laugh out loud moments where you you that. just you're and then all these heart like just my heart was just so full at the end when oh. when I got my happily ever after yeah oh I love that thank you so much rules for second chances that is such yeah. a great title oh my god yes and it's just such a fabulous story I'm yeah I'm so excited to oh. Love it. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Okay, Swoonies, it is your lucky, lucky day. As we always do every week on While You're Reading, we are giving away a copy of A Love Catastrophe. So if you want to uh, win the copy, all you need to do is head on over to whileyouareading.com to enter, or you can enter uh, just by clicking the link in the show notes below. A Love Catastrophe is in stores now. It is absolutely phenomenal. I loved it Thank to death. You. You're so, so welcome. And thank you so much for being on While You Were Reading. We it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. 
Good news, Swoon Squad. If you love hockey romantic comedies, you will be happy to know that The Cutting Edge by yours truly, Lisa Daly, is in stores now. The Cutting Edge is a laugh out loud hockey rom-com perfect for fans of Hannah Grace and Pippa Grant. Logan Rivers is a star pro hockey player for the St. Pete Slashers, and he is in a slump. He has not scored in three games. It's starting to freak him out. Enter Coco, who strikes a deal with an assistant coach to be Logan's lucky charm to pay off her training expenses as an Olympic figure skater. Everything's looking up for both of them. She's almost got her debt paid off, and the Slashers are finally on a winning streak. There's only one problem. She doesn't know how to tell Logan she's been lying to him the whole time. If she can just keep her secret till the playoffs are over. The Cutting Edge is in stores now and also on Kindle Unlimited. Will you be my book boyfriend? So would Miles make a good book boyfriend? Well, here on While You're Reading, of course, we only review books that we absolutely loved. If it's on the show, it's a five-star book. But we also give the book a boyfriend keeper rating, which is basically my totally arbitrary thought process on whether or not I would actually date this imaginary hero in real life if I were single which I am not. So for me, Miles makes an awesome book boyfriend because number one, he's a total sexy nerd and I am all about the data nerds. Number two, Miles is a really, really good son to his mother and he takes care of her as she is getting sick. Miles is basically a nerd flavored cinnamon roll and I am here for it. Okay, let's talk tropes. So for our listeners who are like, bring on the tropes, a love catastrophe is absolutely tropalicious. And it's got some of our very, very favorite tropes. You've got friends to lovers, family ties. You've got cat lovers and dog lovers falling in love. Grumpy sunshine, characters stuck in old trauma who help each other to move forward. And many, many more. I think you're going to really love this one. So I just want to say a big thank you to Helena Hunting for being here with us today. A Love Catastrophe is in stores now. I'm your host, Lisa Daly. Thank you so much for listening, Swoonies. Now, as is our way here on While You Are Reading, we are going to be giving away a copy of A Love Catastrophe to a lucky winner this week. And Helena has sent us like this unbelievably cute swag to come with the book. So you're going to get the swag. You're going to get the book. It's totally awesome. So to enter to win the book and all the swag from Helena herself, you are just going to head on over to whileyouarereading.com or you can click the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for subscribing, sharing, and rating while you are reading. I'm so incredibly grateful for your support of the show, you guys. You are amazing. And remember, if anyone asks you exactly how you fell madly in love with contemporary romance, you can always tell them it was while you were reading. All my love till next time. <laughs>